The trade deadline is coming and gone in Major League Baseball, and this is Wednesdays with Walton as we visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We'll get into the moves of the St. Louis Cardinals and how that has an effect on what's going on in the minor league system. Also, Brian will detail the players of the month in uh, the minor league system of the Cardinals at thecardinalnation.com. This is brought to you by Mark Milton, and if you're currently sideways with the IRS, you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night. Think about Mark Milton, St. Louis tax lawyer Mark Milton, widely recognized as one of the top tax resolution attorneys in the country, proud alum of St. Louis University, their law school, and earned his accounting degree from the University of Illinois. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com, stltaxlawyer.com. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Also brought to you by Ryan Kelly. Purchase market, still fierce, competition, crazy out there. And the moment a house goes on the market, there's 10, 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50 offers on it day one. So it's never been more important that you're working with a strong mortgage lender, also working with a mortgage lender that has tools that the other mortgage lenders just don't have. Work with an expert. That's the homeloanexpert.com. As we do every Wednesday, we talk it over with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Hey, Brian, good morning. The trade deadline is come and gone. We're going to get into that in just a moment, but hopefully all is well in your world. How you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. Yeah, it's been a hectic uh, time as uh, everybody chased the trade rumors and saw what was happening all around the game with all the, the big moves made. And then also at the start of a new month, it allows us to look back at the previous month and come up with our player and pitcher of the month across the system. So a lot to talk about today. Absolutely. Are you as engaged with the trade deadline, especially with prospects as a lot of us are, or is it kind of like, eh, business as usual when the trade deadline comes and goes? No, I watch it very closely. As we talked about last week, you know, the, the Soto deal sort of, you know, took over everybody's focus and, you know, Mo had said, Hey, our priority is get pitching and maybe a, you know, a catcher. And that's more or less what they did. Yeah, they certainly looked at the Soto situation, but I felt all along that in a bidding type of situation, the Cardinals aren't going to be the high bidder. And, you know, people point to the Arnado and Goldschmidt trades. And the, but, yeah, but those weren't necessarily, you know, public, you know, auctions. The Cardinals were able to work a deal with those teams over time and, you know, come up with a deal. This was very different because everybody knew Soto was out there and the teams with the, the big money and the big prospects were all going to, you know, take a run at him. So, you know, it was, it was one where I, that I always thought it was low odds. And, you know, unfortunately some people are disappointed today. Uh, but I think, you know, ultimately the Cardinals did what they said they were going to do, which is go get, they went on, got a couple starting pitchers and a reliever and, and strengthen the team for the run this year. I'm curious from your position, is this the best that you've seen in terms of the minor league system of the Cardinals, let's say in the last 15, 20 years? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's different, Dan. I think that, 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 there's a bigger stratification of prospects between the top group and the rest of the guys. And what I mean by that is the Cardinals traditionally have had very strong winning records as teams. And what we're seeing is that the team records are still, you know, below 500 on, on the whole, but the top group of prospects are guys. I mean, when you see seven guys ranked in the national top 100, I mean, that's a pretty good thing. And, you know, I don't want this to sound wrong, but, the purpose of the minor leagues is to get guys ready for the major leagues. And we already know pretty much most of the guys that are probably going to have a major league career. And the other guy there, once in a while, somebody will pop out that wasn't expected, but mostly they're there to play, to give the, the guys who are the top prospects a chance to play and to, you know, continue to build their craft and hone their craft to become major leaguers. So overall, 
the Cardinal system is doing exactly what it's designed to do, which is provide major league ready players. And one of those guys that could be ready very soon is Jordan Walker. And uh, I reported last night that beginning last night, Jordan Walker will play all three outfield spots for the remainder of the season. So they're going to take him out of the infield, which would tell you they anticipate that Nolan Arnato is going to be your long-term third baseman. Goldie's at first. So you got to find a spot for him, and that means the outfield. I'm, I'm really anxious to see how this goes. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a long time, Dan. You know, the, the fact that it was clear Jordan Walker wasn't going to be a major league third baseman, and that didn't have anything to do with his skills. It had to do with the fact that the guy who's there is going to be there for a long time. And so we kept waiting and waiting for this day to happen. And, you know, it's not a coincidence probably that it was, you know, after the trade deadline passed that, all right, now the decision is, you know, all the smoke's cleared. So let's get Jordan Walker, not just in practice, but in real games to play the outfield. He played left field last night and, you know, he'll move around, as you said, to all the positions. Probably he's going to, you know, be the right fielder in the future for the St. Louis Cardinals. And of course the right field position is now opened up with Dylan Carlson sort of having Wally pipped Harrison Bader and, you know, Dylan Carlson has, you know, continued to grow as a hitter. And, and as an outfielder, he played – the Cardinals had him playing center field in the minor league. So this is not a new position for him. Uh, he talked last night – I think Jim Hayes interviewed him after the game, and, he, you know, he talked about it just being different. It's, it's not something that he can't handle. And the, that confidence that the Cardinals have that Dylan Carlson can be a long-term center fielder certainly gave them the confidence they needed to trade away a guy who's a gold-glove center fielder in Harrison Bader, who, by the way, is a perfect fit for the New York Yankees. If you look at their defensive run saved uh, as a team, the, of course, the Yankees are the best team in baseball right now. And the, their weakest spot defensively by far was center field. And so they look at Harrison Bader as a local guy who will be a big fan favorite in New York, just like he was in St. Louis, who can step in and, and you know, fill a major need for them. So this is the kind of trade, assuming that Jordan Montgomery continues to be the durable, effective starter that he's been, this is the kind of trade where both teams will benefit from the players not only the rest of this year, but also next year as well. I think it's fascinating, too, if you throw in Alec Burleson in, in terms of where he may go, uh, the outfielders that they have. They're young, they're cost-controlled, and it's a, a chance to see how it all plays out. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that's right, Dan. And it's, you know, it's an interesting time because normally when, when you know, something like this, like this trade happened, you think, okay, Burleson's the next guy up. He certainly, um, Alec Burleson has certainly accomplished everything that they've asked him to do in AAA, and he's major league ready. But we've also seen Lars Newtbar really pick up the game. You know, Lars, of course, was with St. Louis last year, did a nice job, started off very, very slowly this year, got sent down a couple of times down to AAA, but now is starting to play well. And it looks like, you know, they're going to give Lars a little bit of a chance to be uh, the regular and right fielder. And, you know, Corey Dickerson has also now started to contribute when he came off the injured list. So there's not this immediacy to bring up Alec Burleson, but as we've seen, injuries happen, things, things happen. And, if I was the Cardinals, I'd want to get a look at Burleson and see what they've got in him before Walker is, you know, pushing the, the envelope of the major leagues. And, you know, we'll have to see how Jordan Walker does. It's, as, you know, you talked about last night on the broadcast, you know, he's hit, he's, you know, figured out this launch angle thing and has started to hit more for power like we expected he would do. What's going to happen with Jordan Walker the rest of the year? Is he going to continue to rake at, at double A? Will they be tempted to move him up to triple A at the end of the year like they did with Dylan Carlson a few years ago? And, you know, you could easily see if Jordan Walker continues on his current trajectory, he could come to camp next spring with an outside chance of making the major league roster. And, you know, you don't want to see Burleson get squeezed out of the picture as well. So it'll be interesting to see how the Cardinals handle this uh, over August and September. Burleson's done just about everything you possibly can to get to the big leagues. I mean, those numbers that he's putting up right now at Memphis, they're 
they're eye-catching. So uh, I, I'm assuming that we're going to see him sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm kind of curious why his name didn't come up more in trade rumors, and maybe it did and things were just quiet. But if I was another organization out there, you know, looking look to, you know, grab a guy in a trade, he's a guy that I, that I would have asked about. Now, you know, maybe, maybe you know, moving Harrison Bader probably caused the Cardinals to say, hey, let's not, let's not get crazy and trade away all of our outfield depth for the very reason I said. You know, if somebody goes down or, you know, say Tyler O'Neill is you know, not able to come back, you know, then you really need that depth. So, you know, they, they, did, trade, they did trade one outfielder, but I think it looks like Burleson is going to be here to stay. And he's certainly got a major league future, even if, if Jordan Walker is the, the right fielder of the future. How about your players of the month, your pitcher of the month, as you take a look at uh, this past, uh, past month of July? Yeah, it's really encouraging to see uh, across the Cardinals system this last month, uh, 10 pitchers registered an ERA of under two and a half. And I'm talking about starting pitchers here. And the leader, we, a couple of guys that uh, were right at the top in Ohan Paniagua, who we've talked about before, a uh, 21-year-old right-hander who had been at Palm Beach, uh, put up a 1.17 ERA last month, 22 strikeouts against just five walks in 23 innings. And Paniagua earned a promotion to uh, Peoria. But he was topped by uh, a young man who's right on the cusp of the top 10 in the Cardinal system. He's number 10 on our list, Tink Hintz. And Tink Hintz, the young right-hander, uh, had a 0.84 ERA last month, 17 strikeouts against three walks and just 10 and two-thirds innings for Palm Beach. And the only thing that's holding Tink Hintz back right now, Tink Hintz is our, our pitcher of the month, is that the Cardinals have been ramping up his workload fairly slowly. He's up to four innings and 65 pitches now. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to watch. I think they'll keep Hintz in jupiter you know while they're still watching him but he's a guy that certainly looks to be ready to move up to high a and um you know both those coincidentally both those guys hence and Peniagua, are pitching tonight for palm beach and peoria respectively so you know keep an eye on those guys who are both in our top 20 uh, prospects in the cardinal system because we care your trusted source for basement repair it's do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner stress. StratumRepair.com. Because we care. Your trusted source for basement repair And how about your position player? Yeah, hitter of the month. Again, uh, a very spirited competition. Um, uh, 11 hitters had, had OPSs of 900 or better last month, nine in the system. Uh, Jordan Walker was one of them. But, you know, he had, with it's just a 907 OPS, <laughs> Walker was 11th in this group. Is amazing, some of the guys. So I'm just running down the list. Patrick O'Mary, Chase Pender, Nick Laposo, Nick Dunn, Moises Gomez, of course, home run leader, LJ Jones, Scott Hurst, Jacob Buckberger. Uh, Jose Suarez, Evan Mendoza. So a number of guys there. The two guys at the top, the three guys had OPSs of over 1,100. Uh, Nick Raposo, a catcher at Springfield in his second year, is doing a very, very nice job uh, with the bat. He's a, he's a, a dark horse to get into our top uh, prospect list. Outfielder Chase Pinder in Springfield, his teammate, um, he's 26. He's been at AA for several years now, but has been exceptionally productive. 25 RBI in just 20 games. Uh, OPS of 1171. But our, our player of the month is a young man, Patrick Romary, who was drafted as a high schooler in the 12th round a few years ago. Uh, had a rough, rough start of the season with injuries. Hasn't got to play much, but he was available the entire month for Palm Beach. Batted 390, 446 on base, 780 slugging. 
1226 OPS. Just a tremendous month for outfielder Patrick Romeri, who was at the end of the month earned a promotion from Palm Beach to Peoria. So Romeri is our uh, player of the month. He's number 28 on our prospect list right now. We dropped down a little bit. Uh, he was 28, dropped down into the 30s because of his injuries, but I can see he'll bounce back up. Still uh, very, very young, just 21 years old, and uh, is a guy that you know could get you know get himself in the prospect picture in the future. With uh, Tinkins, why did why are they bringing him along so slowly? Do you do you have any background? Well, on I haven't that? really heard. It. There must have been some physical issues because he was drafted in the same class. Uh, the Cardinals' first three picks in 2020 were exceptional picks: Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, and Tinkins. And hence did not go to the alternate camp in 2020. Uh, he really he only threw like eight innings last year. So there was something physical. I've not, I've not got the bottom of what it was, but there's something that's caused him to to move along very very slowly with Tim Kent's. And you know you hope that the wraps get taken off because you know you'd like to see him in the second and maybe even third time through a lineup. If he has, you know, if he can continue to pitch like this, you know, he's a guy that's going to have a, a definite major league future. No doubt. All right, Brian, I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, what's going on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, as always, we break down every single move that occurs across the Cardinal system. And just to put that into perspective, just last week alone, Palm Beach, high a, a low A Palm Beach, excuse me, had 29 player transactions. 29 players moved on and off the roster in a seven-day period. And a lot of that is draft, you know, the draft picks coming in, all the position players that were taken by the Cardinals are now at Palm Beach. The pitchers, none of them have pitched yet. They're all being evaluated, and they'll you get spoon-fed into action here during August. So we break down every single transaction in detail that goes across the system. Of course, our Pitcher and Player of the Month articles are there. Uh, redid our top prospect list, putting those draftees into our top 50. And then, of course, just all the daily news that occurs across the system. And we have a very active message board where folks are talking about both the major league and the minor league teams. As always, buddy, great stuff. Thanks, and uh, let's catch up again next Wednesday. You got it.